Hey guys, welcome back to the Nitty Gritty of Real Estate Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the 2022 rental and single family housing crisis. Let's get into it. All right, guys, welcome back. So we have some very tough news to digest as yeah. real estate agents. I mean, we we kind of have seen the writing on the walls. Uh where we do not have enough multifamily, we do not have enough rental, we do not have enough uh, single family, we do not have enough land in a lot of urban areas. Um, so we have a lack of rental and single family residents in this country. Um, and via the uh, whitehouse.gov article, uh, alleviating supply constraints in the housing market. I will uh, link to that at below. So you guys can read this article and uh, look at some of the graphs here. Uh, now we're we're in kind of a tough spot. Can you elaborate kind of where we're at? Sure, Joe. Um, so first of all, let's just get down to the nitty gritty of everything here. There's not enough homes in the United States yeah. for all the people here. Okay, and as our population is increasing, either through birth or through immigration, we're having more and more people come into this country. Yep. The elderly, baby boomers like myself, we're living longer. So we're not dying off as fast, okay? We're not building enough homes fast enough. Right now, um, for the past 40 years, the housing supply has not kept up or kept pace with the population growth. You can see this if you get into the Census Bureau, but a simple fact or a simple way to observe this is by looking at housing starts. Joe, we are at less than 50% of houses being built for 100% of the population coming in. Yeah. So think about that, right? Yeah. Somebody comes in that can be a homeowner, there's not a house being built for them. Two people come in, there's only one house being built, yeah. right? Yeah. So this is a problem in the United States. What's aggravating this problem also is the stratification from first time home buyers to what we call the move up home buyer, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So when that happens, we start seeing more and more people enter the rental market because they can't afford the house. We know that first time home buyers and first time uh, houses, we're gonna call them, are moving up in price, 10, 12, 20, 25%, depending on where you're at, um, appreciation of those properties. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then you get the second home move up and people can't reach it. They yeah. just can't reach it, so they're staying in their house, which does not allow for the first time home buyer. Where are they gonna go? A property, There's right? There's nothing for them to, right. to go into, to buy. And also understand that the new builders right now are building fewer and fewer entry-level homes, first-time home buyers, right. entry-level homes, okay? An entry-level home usually is between 13 and 1,400 square feet right now. Of all the new building and new construction, less than 20% are being built as first-time home buyers, right? Yeah, yeah. Or entry-level homes. And there is a crunch with the millennial buyers who are, are have seen to be buying at age 32. Correct. This year, 2022 and 2023 are sh going to be shown to be crunch years for millennial buyers wanting to buy homes. Yes. So it's only going to get worse if we cannot 
keep up with the demand. Yep. And the the home production, the new new construction, which uh, home builders are kind of in control of that, and we can't we can't really have any say so over that. So what what are our options then? Oh well, <laughs> there aren't a lot of options really, Joe. Um, so what we're going to have to see, we're going to have to see some change in mindsets in our municipalities. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to see the government loosen up multifamily housing. So where there is, let's say, two lots next to each other that have two single-family homes on that only house two families, that same land footprint could hold a f- eight-family unit. So you could four times the amount of housing in the same land space. Part of the problem is in our urban areas, all the land's pretty much used up. Sure. Okay. And there are older homes that are somewhat dilapidated and, and need work or, or in some places just need to be leveled and something else put there. Okay. Right. Hey everyone, we want to interrupt this episode to let you know that we are a Keller Williams Southern Arizona franchise. We are also realtors practicing equal housing. Now let's get you back to the podcast. We need to see that um, our municipalities are willing, like in L.A. Let me give you an example here in L.A., which is experiencing a housing crisis and that disproportionately affects people of color or of financial minority. I'm going to use that term, financial minority, Mm -hmm, okay? mm -hmm. Currently, uh, L.A. has about 84 golf courses, including eight municipal golf courses, and that occupies an estimated 10,000 acres. Wow. Okay? That 10,000 acres uh, could be broken up into 200-acre sections that would provide housing for 50,000 people. So take, take the 200, divide that into 10,000. That's 50, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. 50 times 50,000, it's two and a half million. We could house two and a half million people if we got rid of the golf courses. No, yes. I like golf, yes, don't get me wrong. <laughs> sure. But, but you're seeing the point, if we, we have the land in, the minis- in, in urban areas is pretty much used up. Mm-hmm. When you get out into the suburbs, the municipality's mindset is, look, we're not going to have multifamilies here because it brings in the less affluent and we don't want to have property values. And there's stigmatization of that, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't agree with it. It's not all, all, always true, yeah. okay? Um, what I do believe, though, is if we don't start creating something for people, we will have the stigmatization of municipalities in general, because people aren't going to be in, they're not going to have houses, we're going to have homeless, right? Right. Right. So I believe part of this crisis could easily be solved if we could change the mindset of the politicians in the zoning departments, and that the average citizen like you and I agree that, hey, you know what, it's not bad to have a four family next to me or an eight family on the corner. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so we can get some housing for people. Sure, right? sure. So, so easing zoning laws a little bit or zoning changes, and, and even if you have the land availability, so a homeowner might be able to go. You know, I could split my lot up and put, yeah, put something on there. You know where you see this, Joe? If you if you're in a town that has a, a decent sized college, 
this is where you see it. Yep. Because the college buys up all the houses around the college, they knock them down, they put 10, 12-story dorm apartments in there, and they house way more people than the old houses that were around the university that got knocked down. Yep. That's a perfect example of how we could create more rental properties for people while they're working into home ownership. Yeah, makes yeah. a lot of sense. Okay. The other aspect too, Joe, is that people are starting to think that they can't afford to own a home. Mm -hmm. It's just gotten too expensive. The interest rates have gone too high. I think it's important that those people think about speaking with a real estate agent and a lender at the same time. You'll be surprised at some of the products that the lenders have out there that help you get out of your rental property and get into home ownership, which opens up then the rental property for somebody else. Yeah. Okay. We're starting to see an increase in ARM mortgages, adjustable mm. rate mortgages. Now- That was a dirty word a while those ago. Those are the Voldemorts <laughs> yeah. from 2008, okay? Yeah. The death rate. But the adjustable rate mortgages now are totally different than what they were before. A majority of the people had those adjustable rate mortgages had credit scores under 620. Yeah. And they were leveraged 100% or more against the house. Right. Okay? Right. Now it's totally different. I think the largest uh, you can get is about 95% on a arm. Loan to value. Yes, loan to value. And you have to have a pretty decent credit score now. I think like a 640. Yeah. All right, a more seasoned individual. So you may want to think about an arm, industrial rate mortgage right now is about in the fours, the low fours. It may allow you and afford you the opportunity to get into your starter home. Yep. Okay, your first time home. And then after three years, refinance it again into another three-year arm. As we said in previous podcasts, real estate's not going down. Right. There's just too much demand right now, not enough supply. Absolutely. So after six years, you may be seasoned enough. Your property may have appreciated enough that you can take that appreciation and apply, and apply it to your move up. Yeah, yeah. Home, right? Gotcha. So don't let that... Um, don't let that stop you from becoming a homeowner. And when you move out of your rental, you open up a rental for somebody else. So we can get two birds at one stone at, at that time. Get people in home ownership, which is the American way right mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. um, and it also allows opportunity for other people to rent while they're getting ready to become a homeowner. When you start looking at your community and you start seeing that you know, there's not a lot of rentals around here. There's not a lot of multifamily units around here. Mm -hmm. But I'm seeing people parked on the street or signs, you know, uh, anything helps, God bless you, right? Yeah, yeah. Think about when you're voting. And I'm not going to tell you who to vote for. You can vote for whoever you want to vote for. But think about when you're voting. Is somebody that would be willing to change the zoning laws a little bit to bring affordable rental properties, not subsidized, hear me clearly, affordable rental properties in the marketplace so people can have a house and they can start becoming productive assets to society. Yeah. And and you do raise a good point to go back earlier. Have a a loan officer in your back pocket because there's always new products. Yes. And they're they're going to keep coming out as this this sort of new beast of a market that we're going into uh, is is changing. These new products are going to start coming out, and they're going to have something that might be more flexible for the the new buyer um, coming into the market. So, and that's why it's good to know a good agent, yeah. and because they know good lenders. So, 
reach out to us if you are looking to buy or potentially sell. We are we have 5,000 agents in our back pocket that we can reach out to who are seasoned enough to uh, to guide you through this whole process and this current market. Uh, so reach out to us. Our info is below. We have also, again, the article will be linked below. Our website is www.thetjkteam.com. And we hope to see you on the next podcast. Thanks, Tom. Thank you for listening and watching the Nitty Gritty of Real Estate podcast here with the Tom J. Krieger team of Keller Williams, Southern Arizona. If you are interested in buying a home, selling a home, or even investing in real estate, we have 5,000 agents across the country that we can connect you to. If you need any free resources, feel free to check out our website at www.thetjkteam.com. We hope you have a great day.